Hello everybody, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in today. Yeah, sorry for the late release this week guys. Um, combination of illness for myself, sound a bit bunged up as you can probably tell. And also some technical issues uh, with our recording software. But uh, we're here now. Yeah. Hopefully we can uh, deliver a great quality show, even though uh, you'll probably hear Tom sniffling, coughing and splotting <laughs> throughout the whole thing. I'll, I'll just die live on air. Yeah, <laughs> dive live on air. That'll be a good, uh, <laughs> that'll be a good little bit of drama for the show. <laughs> okay, right. So usual order for today. So we'll look at the Premier League Championship, League One, League Two. Quickly look at last week's bomb-proof trebles. To, sorry for last week's bomb proof trebles, by the way, guys. For me especially, shocker. Absolute shocker last week. Yours was slightly better, wasn't it, Tom? But um bit better, but uh still still lost by one team. Um but yeah, yours was a horror show. Horror Absolute show. Absolute horror. So <laughs> So let's not dwell on that. We'll look at that a bit later on in the show. Uh but for now, the Premier League, lots of games on Saturday. Uh, eight games spread out across Saturday. Plenty of three o'clock this week, which is nice. Um, any that you like the look of? Yeah, so let's address the the obvious game. So obviously we've got Liverpool Palace, Liverpool 1-5. to five. Um, I'm assuming, Tom, you only see a Liverpool win here. Yeah. Yeah, and Man United, Brighton, uh, United 3-10. to 10. I'm assuming you only see a United win as well. Yep, definitely. Okay, so record that, win that'll be for United, won't it? If they win that, it'll be what seven wins on the spin, yeah. which is the best of the best in Premier League history. Is that right, or is it just the best in Man United's history? I don't know, but it's pretty good. So it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, we got Liverpool and United guys. Uh, very short prices, so we don't like to discuss that too much. I like to talk about things like Newcastle Cardiff. <laughs> I like to talk about that game a lot more. Um, huge game down at the bottom of the league. We've got Newcastle currently occupying the last relegation spot. Uh, they are on 18 points. At Cardiff, same games played. Um, they are one point ahead. So it's a gigantic game. Um, I'm actually going to side with Cardiff on this one. Really? I am. Yeah, I am going to side with them. Um, as ever, with Newcastle, they're failing to deliver in the transfer market. Their home form, they've only won two of 11 games. Now, I know people are going to come at me and say Cardiff have only won one of 10 away, which is a very valid point. Um, but for me, the alarming thing that I look at is Newcastle have scored seven goals at home. This season, it's January. It's pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. Um, I think that St James's Park, the the whole stadium is going to be under, kind of like <laughs> piling on the pressure for Newcastle. I think it's the perfect environment for Cardiff to thrive on. Uh, they've got some pacey players on the counter. Listen, is it my strongest tip ever? No. But I just think with Newcastle, there's, again, a cloud over the transfer market. There's going to be so much pressure on them to get this win. 10-3 uh, to three for Cardiff. I'm not saying, you know, it's a banker, but I, I, I fancy him. I honestly do. Wow. Wow. Do you think Newcastle are going to go down then? Are you that, that negative on Newcastle? Um, yeah. I think that I think they'll go. Wow, wow, wow! I didn't yeah, think well, so. Not, not long ago, but if they don't lump it up and smack it on Rondon's bald head, they never ever look like scoring ever. And we've seen <coughs> for years gone by, teams go down because they can't score goals. And I think this is another case. Yeah, I think uh, Huddersfield are going to be again another case of that this season. But yeah. it's hard to disagree. Um, people always point to Rafa Benitez and Newcastle won't go down because they've got Rafa, but 
even with Rafa, the results are really poor. Really, yeah. really poor. Like, really they poor. Need strengthening. They need strengthening. It doesn't look like they're going to get any strengthening or, or if they do get something, it's not going to be to the scale of what they need to um, to survive. So it's going to be a tricky second half of the season for Newcastle. Uh, for me personally, though, for this game, I'd take a watching brief on this one. Don't know which way it's going to go. Um, so, yeah. To be honest, I don't like an awful lot of the games in the Premier League this weekend. You've got a lot of the minefield teams playing each other. For example, like Bournemouth-West Ham. You know, if this finished 2-0 Bournemouth, 2-0 West Ham, 2-0 draw, you could easily foresee any result there. Same with Southampton-Everton. And again, same with Watford-Burnley. It wouldn't surprise you whichever outcome of the three it actually was. Uh, Arsenal-Chelsea is the big game for Saturday. I'd actually be looking at Chelsea for this one at 11-8. to um, I just think they've got too much quality overall for Arsenal. They had that excellent winning streak earlier on in the season. Um, since that's finished, kind of stuttered a little bit. And for me, I, ju- I just do think the extra quality of Chelsea, especially with Hazard playing up front, uh, Hudson-Odoi really showing what he's got at the moment. Now he's actually getting game time. I think they're going to have too much for Arsenal with their leaky defence. Yeah, I agree. It seems that, again, Arsenal is doom and gloom. There's talk of protesting, again, uh, over transfers and club spend. I know Emery's in, and you're right, they went 22 games unbeaten or whatever it is. Um, but the reality is that they... Um, the reality is their level of points with United who had this horrific start that everyone is completely aware of. So it's probably not as amazing as, as you think, really. Um, and yeah, for me, it's all about kind of mood around the club. Let's talk about um, Chelsea going to get, you know, Higuain or another big striker, someone to replace Fabregas. Let's talk of Arsenal getting Denis Suarez on loan. So... Yeah, I feel like, again, the home crowd will be restless. Perfect, perfect, perfect environment for uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I think if Aubameyang isn't on form and isn't scoring goals, I struggle to see where a lot of the goal-scoring threat's going to come from. Lacazette seems to do it in bursts. At the moment, mm-hmm. he's not on a good streak. I just Ozil think there's much doesn't, more... doesn't get in the squad. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Chelsea have got a lot more match winners. In their team. Yeah, yeah, they have. Aubameyang has got double the amount of goals um, than the next guy below, which is Lacazette. And then third top scorer, which comes as a surprise to me, is Mkhitaryan. I feel like he's hardly played. Wow, um, wow yeah. He's got, he's got four. So, yeah, your point is spot on. Wow. Um, okay, so Chelsea, pretty decent odds there at 11 to 8. Anything else for the Saturday you like the look of? No, not from a betting perspective. Match of the day will be interesting, but we're all in yeah. it to make money. So let's move on yeah. to Sunday. Yeah, so uh, the first game on Sunday, one thirty, is Huddersfield at home to Man City. Uh, Huddersfield, the home side, a huge 20-1 to 1 to get the victory here. City at 1-6 to 6 should definitely win. This seems like a bit of a throwaway game for Huddersfield for me. Um, parted ways somewhat unsurprisingly really considering their recent results with uh, manager David Wagner Um, apparently going to announce the new manager on Sunday so after the Manchester City game it just seems like they're not really going to be here for this one they're just going okay City we're not going to win anyway (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah, just honestly, forget this game and we'll go on we'll start afresh after this yeah honestly and I think that's the right that's the right decision I think yeah. you, you go into this game at 20, 20 to 1 Mark Hudson um, a registered player kind of takes charge for this one game he does his best if he loses he his reputation's still intact Um then you get your new manager in, and your first home game is your first game after that is a home game against Everton, which again is not easy. But I'd rather play Everton than City. So oh, yeah, makes makes a uh, 
Makes sense for me. Uh, it's going to be a cricket score. I agree. I believe yeah. Huddersfield have wrote this off. I agree. I do think it will be a cricket score. Um, over 2.5 goals for Manchester City is 8-11. to 11. Uh, That's what I'd be looking at for this game. I can definitely see him scoring three or more here. Oh, God. Yeah. It will be, I think it will be three or four comfortably. Yeah. Um, so yeah if I was going to go for anything I would go for that Um, okay let's talk about the next manager we we yeah we love this don't we we love this and yeah Martin we're going to get onto this but Martin O'Neill is not in the betting which (laughs) which leads us nicely into uh, the championship which we'll touch on soon uh, but it's the first time in a long time he's not there. Been a running joke on the show. It's very ironic what happened this week. Um, okay, <laughs> let's let's have a look at some of the names. Mark Hudson himself is five to two favorite, which is he's very interesting. Wow. Yeah, okay. he's the favorite. Um, Hudson. It says here he possesses a UEFA B license. Is studying for his UEFA A. He doesn't hold a pro license, which is mandatory uh, for full-time in the Premier League, but Huddersfield are looking to fast-track Mark Hudson. Uh, So, yeah, maybe he'll be placed as a caretaker manager. I don't know. Um, Then you've got some fantastic names. Sam Allardyce, absolutely classic, uh, four to one. Fancy big Sam. (laughs) I know. Djokanovic, who is linked with every job at the moment as well, he's six to one. Then you've got Carver Halt at seven to one. Uh, David Moyes, um, nine to one for Moisey, if you fancy a bit of Moisey. God, these names are so boring. Alan Pardew, 10 to one. Uh, then you've got Daniel Fark, which is an interesting one, the current Norwich manager. Uh, he's 12s. Uh, Chris Coleman, 14, A.D. Boothroyd, 16, Pulis, 20, and then you go into uh, Mark Warburton, Nigel Pearson, Gary Rowett, Nigel Aggins. Mark Warburton? Mark Warburton's 20 to 1. (laughs) Yeah, 20 to 1. What the? He's 10th favourite. He's the same same price as uh, Tony Pulis and Nigel Pearson. Jeez. Yeah. Well, what yeah. an inspiring candidates. Grim reading there, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. grim. Um, uh, I don't know. Allardyce, for one, has ruled himself out of it. Uh, saw an interview with, with him on Sky Sports. He said that he couldn't keep Huddersfield up because they don't have enough striking power. Yeah, it's true. Which is fair. Yeah, which is yeah. fair. Yeah, it's true. And we're midway through January as well. Yeah. So, if if he's gonna if he's gonna take that job, he needs that job, you know, Boxing Day. Give him a bit of time to have a full January, but no, nah, it's they're they're done. It's all about next year. Maybe a Jakanovic. I think that might be a good appointment, but yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, I think whoever whoever they get is with a view to probably being in the championship next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh Fulham Tottenham is the other game on Sunday. A uh, huge game, really, for, for Fulham. I feel like it's fair to say that Tottenham's title credentials are over. I don't know how you feel about that statement. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's a two-horse race. And especially with Kane uh, being injured, it's not season-ending or anything, but uh, I think he misses a total of six games in all competitions. Uh, that's a lot of time to be missing your... Uh... Yeah, I think it might actually be even... More than that, I'm sure I read somewhere that it's some point in March and it could be about 10 games, something like that. But, really? Um, well, yeah, yeah, six to 10 games, whatever the accurate figure is, is going to harm Spurs, especially as yeah. if you look at the squad, technically, the backup strikers, Fernando Lorente, and he should be playing Masters football, this bloke. <laughs> <laughs> He's completely finished, bless him. Um <laughs> Fulham, Tottenham, Tom, what are your thoughts? Tottenham, three to four. How do you feel about that? Before the Kane injury, I would have said Tottenham all day long. Um, 
him being injured coupled with losing Dembele to China and mm-hmm. also Son to the Asian Games has yeah. kind of thrown a little bit of doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. But then back to how poor Fulham are. And actually, Spurs' record without Kane isn't that bad, surprisingly. <coughs> um, I do think they've got more than enough quality uh, scattered throughout the rest of their team. Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen, um, Lucas Moura. I think they'll have enough to beat Fulham. Yeah, agreed. I think one of Fulham's main issues for me this season has been their fullbacks. I've just never been convinced by whoever plays at fullback. I think Joe Bryan's probably the best of what's been a poor bunch. Um, yeah. Spurs are especially um, dangerous out wide with fullbacks. You know, all four, five of their fullbacks are, are basically like wingers when, uh, when Spurs play. And yeah, for me, that's where I think the game will be won and lost. Definitely take a bit more caution because of the injuries and Son being missing. But three to four is is very tempting, very tempting. Yeah, it is. Um, but Spurs lost six games already this season. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Like we've mentioned it a yeah. few times now on the podcast. Draw none, won sixteen, lost six, which is more than they'd lost in the last two seasons combined, I believe. Wow. Yeah, lost lost more than lost more than United, Arsenal. These two teams that you know everyone was kind of casting doubt over. Um, yeah. yeah, Tottenham lost six games. It's just the the fact they've won sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's uh, move on to the championship then. Uh, we'll start with Forest. Where else? Oh. The return of Martin O'Neill. Uh, we play Bristol City at home this weekend. It's a tough game. Do you think Martin O'Neill's arrival is going to give that new manager effect to Forrest and yeah. uh, carries the three points? Yes. Uh, so let's talk short term. So do I think Forrest <laughs> will win the game on Saturday? Yes. Martin O'Neill is a club legend. A club legend. Any fan that was around when Forrest were, you know, actually good um, is going to be welling up on... Um, on Saturday, I remember when Stuart Pearce was made manager a couple of seasons ago. The the noise, the passion, the excitement was enough to carry yeah. a mediocre team to top of the league. Uh, I think you'll get that again. Long term, do I think this is the best appointment for Forest? No, to to be honest, <clears throat> I do have my doubts. I think that's fair when you appoint a manager that hasn't managed a club side um, in six years. His last position was with Sunderland in 2013. So yeah. I know he's done five years with the Republic of Ireland, but you know, I just wonder if his ideas are fresh and if he is aware of, you know, if his scouting network is set up because it's been so orientated, obviously, only with Irish players. Yeah. Um, I think it will be a great ride for a little while. And then ultimately, I think it will be a poor appointment, I'm afraid to say. Do you reckon we'll finish in the playoffs this year? Whew, that's a big ask. I'm going to say no. Not this year. Not this year. Um, I started to have doubts uh, even before Karanka was given the boot about getting promoted this year. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I just think there are... When you have a look at the league, there's, I think there's... Look at the top six now. Leeds are better than us. Sheffield United, they're beatable. I don't know how on earth they're in second place. Um, but, yeah, I think, we, I think they are weaker. Norwich are arguably better than us. West Brom, for sure. Middlesbrough, they just get the job done. And Derby are... Uh, Go on, sorry? carry on. And Derby are just kind of lingering, aren't they? They're beatable, but you know they're above us in the league. Um, I'd say we're the, the the best of the rest. I'd say us and Villa maybe probably the best of, mm. of the rest. Mm. Yeah, Stoke's still underperforming as well. Um, mm-hmm. They're and probably yeah. far away, um, but yeah, I can see Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough dropping out. Yeah, 
I've not been that impressed mm. by them. They get the job done, but they've not been that impressive, I don't think, this season. No, but they got the points on the board, and that's that's what matters, really. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United, for me, I think I think they may they may take a tumble. I'm not having a strike force of Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick getting into the Premier League. Not again. And the young yeah, do I, no, none of them. I wouldn't take a single one of them at Forest. Like, not happening. But uh, in terms of the game, it will be a tough one. Like, let's remember. I know Bristol City, they had a poor start, but they're now seventh. Uh, so they're two points off Derby. They've played the same amount of games. So they're de- it's not going to be easy for Forrest, despite Martin O'Neill's arrival. Forrest 6-4, uh, 23-10 to draw, 21-10 to for Bristol. For me, I think both teams to score is the safe bet here. Uh, that is 5-6, to six, which I think is a good price. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, for me, I wouldn't go for the result. I'd go for both teams to score here. We do have a big defensive crisis, don't we? Especially at centre-back. Yeah. Um, I think only Jack Robinson is currently the only fit centre-back. But really, he's he was brought in as a left-back. Centre-back yeah. is his secondary position. Um, the thing, the thing that worries that, me... Yeah. The thing that worries me, Tom, is is height. Is height. So yeah. we've got the back four is probably going to be something like Tendai Doriqua, mm. who is probably 5'10", 5'11". Claudio Jacob. Oh, God. Uh, Saidi Yanko, then. Same height, really. Then it's going to be Claudio Jacob, who's a midfielder, who's probably about 5'8", 5'9". Then it's going to be Robinson, who's probably about 5'9". And then probably Ben Osborne at left back, maybe, and he's about five yeah. one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna struggle, but um, yeah, enough about Forest. Both teams to score for me, um, and yourself as well. Yeah, it's the same for me too. Okay, what else do you fancy then, Tom? I think it's hard to look past uh, QPR. They're at home yeah. to Preston, priced at six to five. Uh, QPR performing above. All of our expectations, I think, this season. Up in 11th, uh, just four points away from the playoffs. They did lose their last match away to Sheffield United, but before that, unbeaten in six, winning four of those, including good wins against Leeds, Forest, and Middlesbrough. So some of the top sides in the division and a draw against Villa in there as well. So um, on the day, QPR are more than capable of beating any side, I think, in this division. They've proven that with their results, especially at home. And they're up against a Preston side with no wins in their last six. Typically haven't travelled well this season away from home. So, yeah, six to five looks a good price for QPR to me. Yeah, totally agree. Um, again, probably bring this up every every couple of shows or so. I, I, I predicted them to be fighting for their lives this yeah. year and I had zero confidence in the squad and McLaren. Absolutely zero. And uh, they're having a great season, it has to be said. Let's turn our attention to a team that is having a great season as well, and that's Blackburn Rovers. Very, very, very easy to forget that these guys are newly promoted. Uh, they, mm. After a very strong start, they have kind of fallen away a bit, but they're in a very respectable 14th. Uh, they are at home against bottom of the league, Ipswich Town, who are looking doomed. Seven points adrift, won three games all season. Um, it's looking like the years and years of McCarthy stability aren't that bad now. Um, yeah, because it's looking like it's probably going to be the end for them. Um, game at Ewood Park. Blackburn have drawn more games than they've won at home. Uh, typically, they have been kind of draw specialists this year. Uh, they've drew 10 of 27 games. However, I think with Ipswich coming to town, it's hard to look past Blackburn, especially with the quality they do have uh, going forward. They narrowly lost out to Newcastle um, in the uh, FA Cup. They lost that 4-2. Uh, their previous game before that, they had a away win at Millwall, which was impressive. And if you go back two more, um, 
a draw away at Newcastle, great result, and a home win against West Brom. So definitely got enough to turn Ipswich over four to five as well. Um, I think that's a very nice price. Yeah, I do like the look of that for sure. Um, for me, I'd like to look at a team who are against everybody's expectations. Again, another one, flying Hull, the most informed team in the division. They've won six league games in a row, uh, unbeaten in the league since they lost to the mighty Nottingham Forest on the 24th of November. That was, what, nine games ago now, nine league games ago. So going great guns, they've scored two or more goals in each of their last eight league games. So the fine of the back of the net frequently and often. Jared Bowen is on a real hot streak right now. They go away mm-hmm. to Villa, who have been struggling in recent weeks. Um, lost 3-0 to Wigan last weekend. Weekend before that, lost 3-0 to Swansea. Before that, uh, drew 2-2 at home to QPR when they were leading. And again before that, because they shipped 3 to Leeds, 2 to Stoke, 2 to West Brom. Five to Forest, two to Birmingham. So Villa, oh, you know, they're only one game in the last eight. It's poor. It is very, very poor. And not what yep. I think a lot of people expected when um, Dean Smith took over. So I'm going to go here for Hull to score over 1.5 goals. That's priced at eight to five, considering how they scored over 1.5 goals in each of the last eight ga- eight league games and how Villa are shipping goals and have got no sort of form whatsoever, I think that's a really good price. Great price. Um, oh, a word on Villa. It's starting to look like the problem may not be the managers, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, they've gone through two very good quality managers um, for this level especially. Um, even though Dean Smith is a little bit more unproven, Steve Bruce is certainly someone that had uh, promotion credentials. And mm. it's not ticking, is it? So perhaps it's a dressing room issue. I don't know, but they've, they've spent so much money since they came down. And it's just not happening. Um, the price for Hull to get over 1.5 is very, very attractive. Um, hopefully for them, they can keep hold of Jared Bowen. Um, because he is obviously a real, real talent. And they're up to 10th level on points with Forest and Birmingham in 8th. So this is the kind of whole city as it, you'd expect. You know, a, a team that was in the Premier League kind of two seasons ago, this is, this is what you expect. So I agree with that tip. Um, let's have a look at Derby County in a very enviable position right now. In sixth place, uh, they have a home game against Reading. Let's talk about Derby. They've struggled a bit, to be honest. I'm, I'm surprised to see them still in sixth. It uh, just goes to show that they had you know, a great run before and they started to drop a few points. They're, they're just, you don't really know what you're going to get, especially at, at home. Um, they, in their last... Last six games, they've lost away at Sheffield United, beat Norwich away, which is a great result, drew at home to Middlesbrough, drew at home Southampton, lost away at Leeds. That was the whole Spygate game, I suppose. And then they beat Southampton away on penalties in the uh, FA Cup. They're a mixed bag, largely positive results there. And I think whenever you've got Reading, come into town as a promotion chase inside you should be getting a victory um seven to ten for derby i think that's that's pretty tight but i can see why it is that price um for me derby all day yeah uh so do i it wouldn't surprise me at all uh any more on the champ or should i move on to league one league uh league uh Right, I'll kick yeah. us off. Where else do we start? But Portsmouth, um, eleven to eight, they are priced at away at Oxford. Portsmouth, here, see, they seem really good odds to me. 
Uh, best away record in the league. Oxford are really struggling. They went on a pretty decent run, didn't they, just before Christmas? But since then, they've not won in their last six games. So, you know, you've got a team who are top of the league, scoring plenty of goals, best away record in the league, against a team who are struggling to find the back of the net, can't buy a win. Surely Portsmouth will win this game. Surely. Yep. Surely they'll be... Well, I'll tell you why, Tom. I didn't want to ruin it, but surely they'll beat Blackpool at home on on a given Saturday. But no, they lost that 1-0 and cost my bomb-proof treble, which we'll get on to. But I just... I'm I'm just sensitive. we're We're talking about the best away record, right? At home, they've messed up a few times, you know? They've only lost one game away from home this season. That was against Gillingham, which is poor. But, you know, other than that, they've recently been away to Norwich and won 1-0. Oh, good for them. Yeah, good win. Good Put five past yeah. eight with a few weeks ago. Yeah, good for them. I'm still sore. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still tender. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it, to be honest. Profit chasers, they should win. I'm not saying they won't. But, uh, yeah, I'm just just not happy still. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not, honestly. Like, I'm sick of it. They should win that game, and they didn't, they and they should. cost the bomb proof treble. They should. Honestly, absolutely fuming I was. I was raging. They're in the bad books. I understand. They are, mate. They are. You, mate, you've been there. It's a, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep this show family orientated let's not <laughs> let's not go too far um tough week in league one has to be said this week uh, we just discussed that um off air <laughs> one that i do like the look of is charlton athletic they are 10 to 11 they got a home game against john coleman's accrington stanley uh the big heroes from the fa cup third round they are back to their bread and butter, though, of the league. And the Valley is a tough place to go to. And they've only lost two of 14, Charlton. Um, Carlin Ahern Grant, top scorer with 13 goals. Uh, he looks a real prospect. He's out of contract at the end of the season. So they'll be hoping to get him tied down. Um, at home, they have been largely better than away from home. Uh, they. In the last time out at the Valley, they drew 1-1 with Sunderland, which is, you know, a tough game. Um, Before that, if you have a look, they beat sides like Walsall, like Gillingham, like Wimbledon. Uh, They beat teams like Bristol Rovers, Mansfield in the Cup. They they tend to be solid at home. It's away from home. They're not fantastic. And same can be said for Accrington to be honest, away from home for Accrington. They've been just a mixed bag, really. Uh, Very inconsistent, definitely better at home. And for me, Charlton, they're priced at 10 to 11. It will be close. I'm not saying Charlton are going to win 3-4-0, but 10 to 11, I think, is a respectable price. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad price. They should get the win against the Stanley side, who, like I say, do struggle away from home. Um, two sides there, much better at home than away. Uh, yeah, tough week overall in League One, isn't it? I've got one more that I do like the look of. That's Bradford priced at 29-20. to 20. They're at home to Southend. Um, pick Bradford, despite their lowly league position. They're in 22nd. Um one point away from the safety zone of 20th position. <coughs> They've been a bit of a mid-table team bully in the last month or so. So in the last six games, they've won four, lost two. Uh, the two they've lost have been away at Sunderland and Barnsley. Two teams right up there uh, chasing automatic promotion. No shame there. However, when they've played teams... In mid-table, lower mid-table, they battered them. 4-0 against Walsall, 4-0 against Rochdale, 3-0 against Accrington, 2-0 against Scunthorpe. So, 
they've got this excellent record against teams slightly above them, around the mid-table. Uh, they just don't seem to be able to do it when they play the uh, the higher-end higher teams in this division. So, again, against Southend, a team who are very inconsistent, smack bang in the middle of the league, uh, in 12th position. So, for me, Bradford should win this one. Yep. Yeah, feels strange, doesn't it? Um, tipping a team that is so low in the league. And, you know, if you didn't do your research, then you probably wouldn't even go anywhere near them. But that's why we're here. We do our research yeah. so you don't have to. Let's move on to League Two then. Um, I'm assuming you're done with League One. Yeah, it's crap. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I'm going to have a look at a, tea, a a game that it should be straightforward, and, and I am going to tip it, but I am also going to moan about the price. I think you know where I'm coming from, Tom, without me even sure. saying anything. It's Lincoln. So, top of the league, Lincoln. Uh, they're in a fantastic position. Remember, in League Two, the top three go up automatically. Um, so, MK Dons are top of the playoffs. Um, so, kind of, they're chasing, they're the top of the chasers. And Lincoln have a five-point gap on them, um, which is which is great. They've got two games in hand on Berry in second, a game in hand on Mansfield. It's looking very likely that Lincoln will be a League One club next year. They have Grimsby at home, who have lost three on the spin including home defeats to Macclesfield um, and a home defeat to Mansfield. Before that, they did manage to pick up three on the spin. Um, so, you know, they're definitely capable. And they uh, two of those wins were away from home. I'm thinking Lincoln should get this win. They should, because overall, they are the better side. And at Sinsel Bank, they are typically a lot tougher to play uh, than when they go away from home. It's, the price is 13 to 20. I'm not sure that's enough for me, um, but I wanted to read it out as, you know, a team that I think will ultimately win. This is a derby, by the way. Did you know that? No. No, I didn't. Local derby. Is it? Yeah, my, my knowledge of UK geography isn't good enough to know that Lincoln is near Grimsby, but apparently it's a derby. Yeah, really gets the juices flowing this one. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. So for me, another league which is slim pickings like League One, I'm looking at the Yeovil Notts County game. Two teams right down there in the bottom of the league uh, Yeovil 22nd, Notts County 24th. So a lot is at stake here, Notts County, for them. This is kind of... So this is getting to the stage where, with the Oval's two games in hand on Notts, they need, really, to get something from this game. Double chance, draw or Notts County, is priced at 7-10. to 10. They've got Neil Ardley in now. Good appointment at this level. He's done it with AFC Wimbledon. They're starting to bring in players which they need. They've got a... I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they've got a real midfield enforcer in from Bristol Rovers, which is going to give some much-needed leadership to the team, as well as a new goalkeeper, which they needed. So they are, I think, taking steps in the right direction. I do think they've got enough about them and considering the stakes of the game to get something from this game. They need to. <sighs> Um, no, no, As I don't, I don't trust them at all. at all. I don't even trust them to get a draw. I know Yeovil are bad. I know they are. This is, this is an absolute pig's ear of a game, <laughs> but um, it is, isn't it? It's horrible. One win in the last 12 combined between them. Um, wow. Not, yeah, one win in the last 12 between them. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm not convinced. Johnstead is probably the difference maker, I'd say, for Notts. He has managed to at least carry the team goal scoring wise with Kane Hemmings. I don't I don't doubt that Notts can 
get one in at the right end, it's it's at the back. They're an absolute joke. So yeah, yeah, uh, I would have have to respectfully disagree. To be Fair honest, enough, Tom. Mate. Um, I'm going to look at something it, on paper. Um, it is a lot more, a lot more clear cut. But I know Tom, you have reservations about this. Uh, MK Dons, they are home to Crew Alexandra. Uh, I never ever mention Crew on the podcast unless I think they're going to lose. They're just one of those clubs. MK Dons sat in fourth, as I mentioned. Uh, they're chasing Mansfield. They do have a game in hand, and they are a point off them. So it's a huge game. Um, at the other end, Crew, relatively safe. Uh, they are nine points clear. Um, sat in that comfortable 14th, uh, right just under mid-table. Um, when you look at MK Dons, I know, Tom, you think they're very inconsistent, and you are right, but they are capable as well. So their last home game, for example, they won 6-0 against Cambridge, and they've got a crew side come into town. Uh, they haven't actually won a game on the road since the 20th of October. They beat Stevenage 1-0 away. They've lost every game but one since. That was the last time out. They got a 2-2 away at Morecambe. But, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know how we feel about Morecambe. Um, MK Dons have beaten teams like Carlisle, high-flying Carlisle, beat them 2-0 at home. Uh, they've beaten resurgent Macclesfield at home. Um, they've beaten resurgent Northampton. Yeah, I... They're just they're just better at home. They are a little bit scary. Eight to eleven is pretty tight, but I think they should get the win, surely. Well, yeah, they should. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if MK did. But as I spoke to you about off air, MK Dons are one of those teams who I feel like if I bet on them, they lose. If I don't bet on them, they win. So if you tip them, then hopefully you know curse lifted. They win. I just, I personally just do not go near any MK Dons. They're on the ban list. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so uh, yeah, after MK Dons, there's nothing else from me. Is there anything else from you? No, uh, I'd rather rather do this than you know just keep throwing teams out there uh, for the sake of it. Um, the only one that I thought uh, maybe. Uh, was Carlisle. Uh, got Stephen Presley in. First home game. They were on absolute fire. Uh, inexplicably lost 3-0 away at Northampton last game. Got Cheltenham come into town. They should win, but it's a little bit scary just because of how John Sheridan left, why he left them where they were. They're 4-5. to five. Something to think about. I'd rather have Elvis Presley, mate. <laughs> go on then um, <laughs> right let's have a quick recap of last week's bomb proof trebles right so we'll start with my one absolute horror show this is probably my worst treble I've had in a long time um, I had Barnsley Bradford to finish both teams to score and it was 3-0 to Barnsley he had Mansfield to win at home to Yeovil and unfortunately they lost 1-0 and they also had Grimsby to win at home to Macclesfield. And they lost 2-0. Should we move on? I think that's best, mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, mine still lost, but it, it was slight, slightly better. Um, I had Bristol City to beat Bolton. They did go a goal behind, but they managed to win 2-1 in the end. He also had Sunderland Luton, both teams to score, and it finished 1-1. And of all the teams to cost me, Portsmouth lost 1-0 at home to Blackpool, which, which cost my treble, which I'm still absolutely raging about. Raging. Uh, but nothing I can do now. It's gone. Um, let's have a look at the joint. That, that was interesting as well. Uh, so we had Bristol City and Portsmouth on mine. So, obviously, Bristol City won 2-1. Portsmouth lost 1-0. And then from yours, who did we have, Tom? 
Uh, we have Mansfield from mine who, who lost at home to Yeovil. That was a terrible result, that was. Terrible. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty, pretty awful, actually. So, guys, if you are new to the show, please don't be put off. Um, this is the Bombproof Treble section of the show. So what we do is we put together all of our research, knowledge, and general feeling and into a treble. We will be backing it ourselves. We recommend you do the same. Hopefully, we can get you some profit at the end of the Saturday to enjoy your weekend with. So I will go first this week. Um, so I'm going to start off in the championship, uh, and I'm going to pick two games from the championship. First one is Derby County. They are at home to Reading. They are 7-10. to 10. I'm also going to go for Blackburn Rovers. They're at home to Ipswich Town. Uh, they are 4-5. to five. And then we're going to drop into League 2, and we're going to go for MK Dons to beat Crew at home. Uh, this is 4.28 to 1. So if you put £10 on, you'll get 52.85 back. Right. Okay. I'm going to blow you absolutely out of the water here. <laughs> oh, God. I can only imagine. So uh, this is my one is QPR at home to Preston, 6 to 5. Then we'll drop down into League One for Portsmouth away at Oxford, 11 to 8. And Bradford at home to Southend, 29 to 20. The treble pays just under 12 to 1. So a tenor state, for example, would pay £128. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not that I disagree, to be honest. That's, that's the thing. I want to criticise you because it's 12 to 1. But you've got a case for every game. And I hope to God it comes in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Two home teams. I mean, yeah. What do you think the, the biggest, the scariest team there? Who, who do you not trust the most? Probably Brad, Bradford because of their league position, but recent mm-hmm. form has been very good. Yeah, recent form would suggest that it's going to be yeah. a lot more of a uh, successful end to the season for Bradford than it was the start. Um, yeah. Okay, so we that's our individual trebles. We also do, as we read out earlier, a joint treble. We normally discuss this live on air. Um, so, yeah. Tom, we had two of mine last week. 1-1-1 one, one, one loss. Yours is, yours is pretty high stakes. Who do you want to champion? I'll let you have two this week. Who, who well, do you want to champion? You won't like it, but I want to champion Portsmouth. I knew you would. Really? <laughs> and I'd, I'd, also, I'd also champion QPR. <sighs> Great. Okay, good stuff. It's not I don't think Portsmouth will win. I'm just still mad. I'm still sick of them. <laughs> you know how it is. Um, I know. Okay, are you adding this up? Yeah. Okay, Portsmouth, QPR. Uh, do, 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 do. We're going to go for... We're going to go for Blackburn. Okay. Blackburn. They're four to five, home to Ipswich. I'm just so going off the back of how bad Ipswich are. Yeah, that treble pay is 8.4 to one. Nice. So if you don't know which one of us to trust, if any at all, you can, you can combine and uh, back the joint maybe. So just to reiterate, yeah. that's Portsmouth away at Oxford. It's QPR at home to Preston and it's Blackburn at home to Ipswich. 8.4 to 1. Yep, exactly. Right, shall we have a quick look at fantasy football as usual? Um, where are we? I had a very mediocre week. I got one point above the average which meant I stayed in 12th. As for yourself, Tom? I went down again. I can't remember the last, last time I didn't go down in a week. I'm down to 67th, which wow. just feels... Yeah, I know. 
I know, I'm having a shocker. There's a hundred, by the way, new listeners, there's a hundred and one people in the league. So I know yeah. it's bad, but like it could be worse. Um, let's talk about people that are actually good at this game. Chris Hindle, like been top for a long time. 18-point uh, cushion on Daniel Atkinson. Uh, Tom Arnold has got a bit of work to do. This is looking like the Premier League. Two-horse race. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Arnold, one three seven four, Chris Hindle top for one four oh eight. Doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a lot to make up on on someone in one week and that you need yeah. to kinda pull some out of the bag there. Um but yeah, twenty pound free bet on offer for the winner, guys. You can still join if you have a team with the official Premier League fancy football. You can join our league and you'll go where you deserve to be. So if you deserve to be you know, 53rd, that's where you'll go. Tom normally puts the league code in the podcast description, but if he fails to do his job properly, just let us know on social media and we will give it to you. Social media <laughs> handles, by the way. Uh, Twitter, probably the best way to keep in touch with us. T underscore FB podcast if you want to extend, you know, the love for the podcast beyond the show. Uh, Facebook, we're on there as well, www.facebook.com slash podcast. And if you want to email us with any inquiries or questions, podcast at gmail.com is available to you. Yeah, and if you want to take it that little bit further and you've enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate any ratings and reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes or, or alternatively, however you consume your podcast, whatever software or app it might be, um, any kind of rating or review just to help us out would be much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we would really, really appreciate that. So yeah. pretty much, I think, <laughs> I think that's that for today. Yeah. I feel like next week we'll, we'll get back into podcasting properly because we had the Christmas break where we didn't do anything for a few weeks. Then um, last week I was on holiday, so we couldn't do a proper show. This week I'm ill, um, so again it's been a bit of a shorter, later show. Uh, so next week, hopefully I'll stop being a problem and we'll, <laughs> we'll get a proper podcast recording done on a Tuesday, released on a Wednesday like we like to do. So get that consistency back. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, it is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely know. yeah so um thank you for listening guys um and hopefully you win some uh, profit this weekend if you do please 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 send in your bet slips to us we love seeing them yeah thanks guys speak to you again next week take care <laughs>